Now, as I said at the start, we're here in Canuck Naguiha in Tulla, and we're joined by a lady who knows a lot about this place, uh, Breda McNamara. Breda, you're welcome mm. to Zarda Chronicle. Thanks very much, and you're all very welcome to Canuck Naguiha. It's great to have you here this morning. Yeah. So, will you tell us a little bit about the history of the building for starts? Well, start I suppose, first of all, the Sisters of Mercy moved to Tulla in 1883. So, this um, building was built by uh, fundraising in the parish before their arrival, and um, they, th- there was a priest uh, from uh, Father Ambrose McNamara. He was from up the top of Glandry. He started the fundraising uh, for this in the early 1800s to build the convent, to bring the Sisters of Mercy here from Burr. And so 12 Sisters of Mercy came here at that time, and then the, the congregation grew, I suppose, up along the years. You know, And was education their primary? It was, yeah. It so coming, yeah. yeah, it was. They started here, and they had no school or anything at the time. They were doing just small uh, classroom teaching here in this building. Yeah. And then in 1859, they built the, the convent primary school next door, the building you can see out the window yes. here. And so that was the start of the primary education with the Sisters of Mercy and Tulla. And then they went on to start a uh, second level. They, they were down, you know, where the crossing the petrol station there, the St. Joseph yes, Secondary School. Yes. And now they have a spanking new school. State-of-the-art. State-of-the-art school. Um, so the Sisters of Mercy contribution to this locality has been absolutely huge. Uh, there's no, there's four sisters of mercy now living in Tulla. Uh, there's three. Poor sister Bosco passed away ah, there yes, recently. So there's three sisters yeah. of mercy in the convent now. Uh, they live in a house down uh, there in uh, Courtenavik, so they live in a private house now. It would be very hard to maintain a building like this, of this size, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think they all want to move back in since it got to be a warm, <laughs> <laughs> nice place to live. Yeah. It's a, a very hard place to to keep, you know, we'll say, without a lot of uh, help and support financially because it's a huge building. Just to heat it alone is, uh, you know, it's a big job, yeah. And uh, buildings of this uh, vintage, I suppose, weren't designed with um, insulation in mind? No, they weren't. But, Lord, they were designed very well, weren't they? And when you see the quality of uh, everything in this building, all the original windows are here, the original floors, the stairs, um, and all the... The, I suppose the quality of the materials that went into this building have stood the test of time and we have maintained all of the original features of the floors, windows, doors, yeah. everything. And um, it, it is just, it's a beautiful building just to it's look around. beautiful quality of wood in the staircase, for yeah. example. Yeah. Yeah. It's, beautiful, it's, yeah. it's pitch pine, apparently, and you couldn't get it now if you tried. Yeah. Sure enough. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic place. So and you've got shutters on the windows. We have, yeah, we have shutters. And, and I noticed a little safe in the room here this morning. Yeah, there's a safe in this room and there was a safe down in the Reverend Mother's room as well, where she kept all the important stuff. Where she <laughs> well, kept her money, was it? And she kept her money. We didn't find any valuables in them, unfortunately, when we were out. But they're a lovely feature. They, you know, the, the lovely design that's on the door of them. And I, I know we were talking about before we went in here. Will you tell us what you did find in the <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I hope the Sisters of Mercy aren't tuned in now for the next five minutes they should now is the time to go and make the cup of tea the only thing we found in our uh, enthusiastic search of the safes here was a set of false teeth in a tin box <laughs> <laughs> oh. it, it was, uh, the finding rooms will have uh, uh, yeah, they are, you know, and, and high ceilings really and high ceilings yeah, and lovely detail you know around lovely, the yeah. ceilings yeah and um, if you if you observe if you go down the hall there every room has a little glass window over the door because the lights used to turn out in all the rooms at 10 o'clock at night. And so the only light the sisters had was the light coming in from the hall. And this was yeah. to keep the electricity bills down. Oh, yes, yeah. So that's it. Uh, after 10, you could just see the light shining in the top. 
<laughs> and the sis- and the sisters, I think, uh, donated the convent then they did. to Colchester. Well, basically, what happened was the sisters left here in 1998, oh. and this building uh, was uh, the, the school next door here closed uh, in June 1998, and right. the, the amalgamation took place with St Macaulay's School down at the other end of the, the village. And uh, then and the Sisters of Mercy moved out of here then shortly after that. And the building was empty for 10, 12 years. And so it had started, you know, to, I suppose, you know, yeah, become yeah. derelict, really. Yeah. A lot of the windows were broken and the, the place was getting damp and just uh, there was a lot of antisocial behaviour around, you know, in the night times and that. So they, uh, they approached Father Martin O'Brien, the parish priest, to see if any organisation in the parish had any interest in the buildings because they were trying to, you know, find some use for I them that they just wouldn't... Um, become, I suppose, an eyesore and, you know, be kind of, have the wrong kind of attention coming to the place. So Father Martin uh, contacted all the organisations in the parish, like it wasn't just us, but there wasn't any organisation who could make use of this kind of building. You know, it's not a building you could use for soccer or the GA or any of these kind of things. So uh, basically the coldest organisation were homeless. <laughs> and um, we we said we'd see if we could, you know, take it on. And... Um, I suppose now, looking back, if we had any clue at all how much money we'd have had to raise or how much work there uh, was in it, you know, we probably would have run a mile. But ignorance is bliss a lot of the time and you just struggle on. And <laughs> I suppose at the end of the day, there has been 750000 spent just on this building. Really? Like three quarters of a million has gone into this building, yeah. The restoration. Uh, yeah, the restoration, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there, there, there was great... Uh, sorry, pleasure. There was um, the... the the, the fundraising, I think there was great, there was great fun in the fundraising. There was, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to say there was. And again, looking back, you'd say to yourself, you know, you, you just undertake things without knowing what you're undertaking at all. Like we, we phoned Dahi O'Shea and we asked him to um, MC a um, fashion show for us, and he did. And look at him now. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually said to him after, he was in Scarif in the hall one evening that we were at an occasion over there. I said, I, I think it was his performance in Tullard that put him on the national stage. <laughs> you started. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a fantastic um, fashion show that night and all the local business people, um, you know, they all modelled the clothes which were donated or, you know, put forward by the, the uh, you know, Carrie Don and Ennis and Willow and all those fabulous shops all... Um, uh, let us use their clothes for the night and we had you know Brian Torpy who was the principal of the school I think Brian's coming on later Brian yes, was yes. a model and more than a toe being down the pharmacy and the parish priest modelled Timmy Dooley modelled like we got all the local celebrities to model and they were fabulous yes that was one really great one and then we had a mock wedding mock wedding yeah. that was a fabulous day and that was unbelievable we held it in the secondary school hall and we had 250 people at that wedding and we this is a fact. We, we got in a caterer to cook and uh, it, in the kitchen in the secondary school and we did the rest of the catering ourselves, like as in handing out the food and collecting up. The Tully Cayley Band played that wedding for us for free and Mark will be coming on later on if he recalls that. And um, we had Morna Tobin, again, Morna's a great supporter of everything we do. Morna Tobin got married that day to Cyril Hogan, who were in a garage locally. And uh, Timmy Dooley was the priest who officiated. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still happily married, we'd like to say. And the, the Black Sticks moved into... The Black Sticks did, oh. moved in and provided the bar. Yeah, oh, the DJ. Pato was our barman. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, he did. So we had, we had the food and we had the bar. Pato was the barman, yeah. And we had a great, great, it was amazing. And like so many people asked us after to try and do it again. But 
it's a thing you'd never do it again as uh, you know it would always yeah. be compared to uh, yes. oh, yeah, yeah. you know it's hard to repeat some of those it is yeah big events, yeah so. and there are events that you just never know how they're going to work out because we held the wedding outdoors on the uh, tarmac for the um, tennis court down there in the school the, the basketball court I mean if it had rained that day <laughs> we were completely finished you know it wasn't a hope and we, it was a beautiful sunny day and I remember Timmy Dooley came on a scooter uh, <laughs> belonging to Tommy O'Loughlin who is a uh, we'll say he'd be a, a nephew of Mary McNamara here in Tulla he had this uh, kind of a Honda 50 small thing and Timmy came down <laughs> dressed in his priest garb uh, to officiate that wedding we had a great day at that wedding it was fantastic yeah so you're building at the back here in Rodeson yeah you? we are so basically the, that building now that out the window there is was the convent primary school yes and so, uh, and it's all part of what was donated was this building here, the convent and the school. And then there's the, the school playground, which takes you out onto the main street there. It's the car park now for the town. And then there's a lovely orchard out there as well. So the whole lot was donated together. And then we had to find funding for that building out there. So it's going to be a performance auditorium with a stage and lighting and sound and a good dance floor and a balcony and a bar. And... Um, it just facilities for uh, changing rooms and you know what you'd have in a kind of a mini glower. Mini being the main word there. Not <laughs> anything near glower, but there's that yeah. kind of a setup. How many people do you uh, reckon that it could seat yeah, in normal times? Yeah, yeah. Well, for normal times, we we're, we think 170, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And then yeah. as well as all the local fundraising, which obviously was the, the seed funding, if you like, oh, for all yeah. the developments. Yeah. You managed to get pretty uh, good grants as well. We did, yeah, we did. We were we were very lucky. And, we, you know, it's uh, to say the harder you work, the luckier you get, and that's yes, probably true. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is that we started off and we, we didn't know how to fundraise. You know, mm-hmm. nobody does like, and people often say to us, how did you get all the money? But we're doing this for 10 years, and in 10 years you learn how to go after stuff, you know. What will work and what won't, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Work yeah. what won't, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, when we started out here, the very first grant we ever got was a leader grant for this building. And then for three years, we got nothing whatsoever. Like, the well was dry, no matter what well we went to from 2012 to 2015. And then it opened up, the, the town and village renewal scheme came on board in 2017, and we were just very lucky. We got we got funding from them the first year, and we we finished off this building, you know, we did this room here, and, and the bedrooms, and we had to put in en-suites in between every room. You know, you have to put in the en-suite bathrooms and that. So we did that. And it's honestly true to say, if you spend department money well and you go back, they'll give you money again. Mm-hmm. And four times we got money from the department, like which, you know, is unreal. It's unbelievable. Yes, it is, yes. and, and you think when you go back that they'll say, oh, Lord, they never stop looking for stuff in Tulla. But actually what they do say is that we give them money before and they... They made good use of it. And, yeah, and it's, yeah. it is a fact that if you go back, they say, "Yeah, we yeah. know they'll use it." And and we so we got three hundred thousand all together for the town and village renewal scheme, and we got nine hundred thousand for the building next door that's been worked on now. Super, yeah. And that was from the rural regeneration and yeah. development fund. Yes, that that's is. right. Yeah, there's yeah. beautiful photographs there of yourself and, and Heather Humphreys and and, and uh, Garrod and, and Kevin and, oh. and Andrew McNamara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're on the champion yeah, this week. Yeah, I, I didn't so. know that. It just I think they were just doing an article on the funding that has come to County yeah. Clare and I yeah, suppose that was yeah. the first picture they found. Nine million plus per projects in, in rural Clare with, yeah. more, with more to come. Yeah. So yeah. it's great to see the money being, yeah. and, and, and being spent. Well yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like it, it's, um, and then you have to get this matching funding for everything you do. You know what oh, I mean? Because yes. like, if you don't have the matching funding, you can't yeah, you approach them at all. And we have been very lucky with matching funding. I mean, the first matching funding we ever got was from uh, a group called the Jackson Foundation. Uh, 
there from the UK. And they were down in Flappers having lunch one day. And we had two young girls, one of them was my own, out there. Um, it was around the time the Tidy Towns, and, and Tuller after doing very well the Tidy Towns, their numbers came way up. And Innes at the tidiest town That's in wonderful. there, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But the Tidy Towns were working and they were trying to improve the appearance of the place. And this place was just unreal, terrible looking. So we put up some hoarding out there and the two ladies were drawing daffodils and tulips on the hoarding to make it look better. And these boys were coming down the lane, they kind of were coming out to their car down here and they stopped up and asked them what was going on. And they said who was in charge of it and my own lady gave them my mobile and this guy rang me and he said we're from the Jackson Foundation UK and we wanted to make a contribution to what you're doing with that convent. I mean imagine that. <laughs> and I thought he was winding me up. Yeah, and, it was marvelous, um, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So between everything they gave us £35,000 sterling and we needed 50000 you know, that euro. euro. Mm-hmm. So that was nearly most of it like Yes. without even yeah, looking for yeah, it. So yeah. that was the very first grant. And then... Somebody must be looking after you someplace. <laughs> but I, I honestly think it's the nuns. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Mother Lelia McKenna. Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. So she was, I'll tell you, the Mother Lelia McKenna. It's it's coming round now to um, uh, Liam Meadows, you know. Uh, he was on the run, you know. And yeah. Mother Lelia gave him her habit to, for him to escape <laughs> from Knock James when he was, he was minded up there in a safe house in Maloney's for seven or eight months on the run. And he dressed as a nun in Sister Leela's habit and he got the train from Nina to Dublin and he escaped out of the country undercover. And unfortunately, he was shot on the 8th of December 1922 uh, by the Irish Free State Army, you know, after all his efforts. And um, that the 100th anniversary of his death is coming up now in December 22. Next year. Next year. Yeah. So we hope we'll do something for that from around here, considering there was a bit of a connection with yes. the Sisters yeah. of Mercy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. But you have um, rooms for, um, we'll say, for uh, classes as well, for music and music classes and yeah. all that. You do yeah. that as well, don't you? We do, yeah. So, so we have, we're very busy now with, um, since, thank God, like we were closed for a year, three months there with COVID. So we're back in action, even downstairs there today, and I can hear there's a banjo class in one I room. I could there's hear them a, as we were coming in. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah. a piano class in another room. There's a speech and drama in another room down there. So we have a lot of classes. We have classes every day of the week, every evening of the week. And um, then there's Pilates here, and there's, um, say, the speech and drama. And then we have accommodation upstairs. Accommodation, and then, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the accommodation only opened last weekend after the lockdown. So we had we were full now last weekend with the, the sailing in Colan Lake was on. So the sailors all stayed here last weekend. And... There's people here this weekend now that are staying at the Innistrad Festival or that are attending the Innistrad Festival. So oh, how many people can you accommodate? It, it kind of depends on what they want. You know, we Hostile have... type accommodation. Yeah, we have seven rooms and you can either have seven people who want their own space and their own... Like this, we have two rooms with a double and a single bed, you know, like yeah. if you put, want to put a family in together and then we have three doubles and one twin. But if you have a group of young musicians that form and go into a room and you put out an extra bed, you can put in 30 people or 35. And then if you have people who want a bit of comfort, you can put in 14, you know, so it's, it depends on depends the, the, the yeah. level of hardship yeah. they're prepared to put on. the floor. And on the couch here and everywhere, yeah. yeah. And you've Irish language classes, I think, as we well. We have, yeah, 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 we have. It's great. Sister Eileen, who was, you know, a sister of mercy here uh, for years, and she's just a wonderful woman. So she does Irish classes here on um, Monday evening. She does the uh, primary school children, the 10 years of age upwards on half four on a Monday and then she yes. does the secondary school children at half seven and we're hoping to go back now doing our Kirkle kind we used to do a 
Thursday an hour of just chat for adults that wanted to improve oh. their Irish. You know, mm-hmm. we do that in the Thursday evenings. We haven't gone back to that yet now since COVID because I think uh, just we'll save, I suppose, baby steps and see. Hopefully, we'll all stay sure. yeah safe and yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's marvellous, Frida. Um, when, when, I suppose, uh, sometime next year you'll be opening the new, the new extension. Yeah. So we hope we will. We've, we've been delayed a lot. Like for five months there was no construction work going on here at all because we weren't considered essential construction so we had yeah. to just to stop. Down, yeah. yeah. And then we started back and as soon as we started back Brexit happened. And then all the supplies that should be coming from the UK had to be, you know, have the double certification on them so they had to be certified in the UK and then they had to be stamped by the EU before they can be used here. It's just all these kind of things that slow you down because if there had been no pandemic we would have been open last December that was our date for opening and then if there had been no Brexit we were going to be open you know in, in April or May so we're still hoping that in the middle of next year we'll be open but supplies are very slow coming and uh, it, and that's for everybody in construction now I mean everybody will tell you you can't get supplies like so we just have to wait and mm-hmm. we're not you know we've nothing pending on it so we'll just have to have you deferred some centenary celebrations that you were going to have for no that's the that that was the the Tulla oh the uh, that, that, that yeah. No, yeah no that's the the, the Tulla the anniversary it's Brian Torpy yeah, yeah the, the 400, the 400 anniversary yeah it is they were doing that and they were in very hard luck because uh, the, the pandemic came in just on the very year and there was a huge preparation put in you know by that group of course, yeah. for mm-hmm. to, to uh, celebrate that and it just couldn't happen you know, but um, I suppose uh, hopefully we'll come Rita, this. there's a long history of music and traditional Irish music in this area. Oh, it's just... Where do you start? <laughs> Where do you start? Is yeah. right. it's and it's been continued? <coughs> it is, yeah, sure, it's fantastic. Um, we, I suppose going back, you know, the Tola area is very rich musically anyway. Going back along the years, you have the Tola Cady Band, uh, you know, who are celebrating... What, 75, 75 years. 75 years, yeah. yeah. And then you have, of course, the Pipe Band. And then all the great musicians, you know, the, I suppose the people like the Joe Bands and the Bill Malleys and all the people we would have known growing yeah. up who were great musicians. And then, Bill Lucknow. Yeah, Dr. Phil was in the Tullet, P. Yeah. Joe, and, and then Martin went on yes. to continue that on. And it's a great tradition. And I suppose the, the Tullet Cayley Band won the Senior All-Ireland Cayley Band competition for the first time in 1957. And that's the equivalent of the All-Ireland, you know, the Lee McCarthy Cup or the Sam Maguire. And they did it again in 1960. And then our own Canuck Band did it in 2019 and it's massive you know to bring that um, it's the uh, Dalgash harp to bring it yeah. back here to Tulla uh, after PJ Hayes being the last man to bring it here in 1960 you know to, we were and I believe you tonight. have a young lady that won uh, was it Young Musician of the Year no the no no she's not mine now that's Sarika Costello yes Sarika right, Costello yeah. which yeah. is from the area yeah she is the, yeah, 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 yeah she is yeah that's yeah. right oh yeah it was a fantastic honour yeah she's yeah. a great girl yeah it was a fantastic honour altogether yeah yeah and I think we have a little bit of music from her, you know. You, you, yeah. Oh, yeah. have you yeah. got it there? Yeah. I have, yeah. yeah. Lovely. So we, we might play that now. And this is Circuit Costello. And Mir- uh, Rita, thanks very much for giving us that. And I presume you're wrong. We might even have a chat with you again before we finish. Yeah. You know? so and uh, there's only just one thing I'd like to mention, if you don't mind. We just have two concerts coming up uh, yes. in December. The 10th of December, we have the Queely Sisters. Um, Yvonne and Pamela are playing a concert here in the tea yeah. room on the 10th of December. And then we have... Um, Don Stiff and Kate Purcell here on the 28th. Oh, really? So tickets are available on event, um, Eventbrite, if anyone wants to. And either Kate Purcell or Don Stiff on their own. I know they would, but night. wouldn't they be fabulous together? together? Yeah, oh, the two yeah. Of, they play a lot together with Church Ladies, so we yes. thought that would be lovely. Yes, very yeah. good, very good. So we'll have a little bit of music now from Sorka Costello, Mary McNamara and Andrew McNamara. I think this was recorded uh, about a month ago or so. <laughs> 